Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition. We've got a very special show for you today. We've got a very special guest. He's a repeat guest. He's none other than Mr. George Ross. George is one of the most preeminent real estate lawyers in New York City, having practiced there for more than 65 years. He's built his own major law firm in New York. He's taught at the law school at NYU for over 20 years. He's the author of two best-selling books on real estate and negotiation, and he's been executive vice president in the Trump Organization, where he oversaw some of the most iconic projects to grace the New York skyline. 94 years of age, one of the wisest men I know. Welcome, George. Hi, Victor. How are we doing? Very well. Yourself? Good. You're back in New York? Yep. Back in New York. Must be nice to be home. Although you were home in Florida, too. True. Great to have you here again, George. It's good to be here. I'll start with something that I know has been a topic of conversation over the last several months. It seems to be making headlines on a daily basis. And it's almost impossible as investors, as developers, to enter into a conversation without the word inflation coming up in the conversation. And every investor, every developer I speak with is having a really hard time modeling their projects just with the uncertainty of this fluid environment that we're in. You know, we can't predict what interest rates will be in 18 months uh, when we're converting from construction financing to permanent. And investors obviously want certainty that we can't give them. A good friend of mine, uh, someone who has a very large portfolio, very strong borrower, walked away from a 300 unit property because the interest rate he was quoted was six and a quarter and he's a strong borrower. And, and so we're kind of all scratching our heads saying, how do we, how do we plan? Interest rates are still negative interest rates on, on, on a real basis. Uh, they're below the rate of inflation. So that's a winning formula. Borrowing is a good idea. And, and in the, over the long term, I think we'll all be just fine. The question is, how do we survive and get through this period of instability so we have a happy ending? What are your thoughts, George? Well, it is... Uh... Yeah, I can understand everybody talking about inflation. It certainly is a, uh, a major topic uh, today. But inflation of various sorts has always been going on in the real estate industry for years. Yeah. Where prices go up of materials, uh, uh, the demand for product changes, and therefore people have, people or developers have to uh, adapt their, their, their product to the market. But the, th- the key really in real estate is you got to think long term. Don't think short term because it will always go in cycles. And if you hold the property long enough to, to pass the cycle, you're going to do fine. Uh, so the key is to have enough money or, or set aside or reserves that you can handle a, a cycle which is longer than you thought. But now let's get to the question of financing. This right, right now, right. there's nothing to stop you from making loans and putting a balloon, at, putting a, uh, a, a clause at the end of it. To say now that for two years or we or say that during the period of construction, we'll say two years is, but you put an interest factor on it, you can live with. What is that interest factor? Give me a number. Well, for a construction loan, I'd be fine with, uh, say, eight and a half percent. Okay. So you're saying eight and a half percent. So make a deal with the construction lender. All right. Did mm-hmm. you have the right to extend it for another three years at 10 percent, 11 percent? Okay. All right. Now, you don't have to take it. But if you do it at this point, you have the option of doing that. Now, you may have to pay a little extra for that, for the privilege of, of knowing you have the financing, but it's a good safety valve. As long as you have the right to prepay mm-hmm. 
And you can, you can take into account when you prepay, you can take into account if interest rates go up, you can stop go you can stop the funding at this because it, and you're 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 fixed at a given number. If the interest rates go down, you 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 prepay and uh, you borrow at a cheaper rate. Understand, banks have plenty of money. They have plenty of money. They're looking looking basically to put it out. And yes, they want to know that they're going to get paid. And part of what you're, go, you're telling them that they're going to get paid is to give them a safety valve. So it gives you a right to extend it. Well, you, you, you need a two-year loan or a three-year loan and you right to extend it for a period of two years and you pay a premium for that. So what you're saying is don't just negotiate uh, a six-month extension Put, put an extension on there, an option. It's the borrower's option to extend yeah. at a predetermined rate. Correct. Yeah. And, and now you can do it the other way at that point. You say the bank will, the bank basically, it's not an option. They know that they're going to get it three more years at a higher rate, but you have the right to, to take re- reduce it and not do it. Okay. So the yield maintenance terms need to be not too punitive. Maybe it's a couple of months of interest or something like that. Whatever it yeah. is, whatever it is, you can understand we're dealing in the future. You don't, we don't know, but it's a good safety valve to have. Understand that uh, a factor to take into consideration for all of you people that are in developers in this. Banks want one thing. What is that? To get their money back. That's all they're looking for, to get their money back. Now, if they don't, if they can't get as much return as they want, so what do you think they do? They reduce the return. They learn, learn to live with it. So that's why you don't have too many foreclosures going on because they don't. The banks don't want to own the property, and the banks don't, and the the courts don't like foreclosures in in hard times. So you you're trying to presuppose now something that's going to happen in the future. It's hard to do. It's hard to breed predict. But there's one thing that I can say absolute certainty is that real estate will always catch up with inflation. It's just a question of when. It has to. Because what you build today, you can't build tomorrow for the same price. So that's one thing. The second thing is people will, will, will pay whatever the going market is for rentals and w- whatever is, is involved, they'll pay it. They have to need a place to live, place to go. So they're going to, ha- they're going to pay and it may be painful. And you may have to give all kinds of concessions to get them in for a period of time. But this too will pass. You're not dealing in something which is long range. You're dealing in something which is a year or two years or whatever it may be. So you got to have faith. But this is inherent in the, in the building industry. You're building now at that point. When are you going to be finished? A year? A year and a half? How do you know what the market's going to be a year and a half? Absolutely. No, you don't. And you assumed in the past that, yes, it's going to be good because of what the past history is. And it didn't change. And we had very, very low inflation rates. So you assume that's going to continue. Don't assume it's going to continue. The key as far as as, uh, handling these situations is the projections which you make in your project. Every project, I said, should have a timeline from the day you start and the day you're going to get out, whatever it may be, 10 years, five years, two years, six months, I don't care. And when you say, this is what it's going to cost me coming in, and this is what I think the expenses are going to be based on the information I have now, and you build a certain reserve in there, and then this is what it's going to be at the end, what you anticipate it's going to be at the end, and you've built in certain contingencies. 
Now, if you can live with the last result, as bad as it may be, it's a good, it's a deal to be made. It, because in all probability, things will change either for the better or the worse. Now, if the change for the worse, you may have a lower rate of return. If it turns really bad, at that point, you may have to sell the property, depending upon the nature of the product. But you can track it on a month-by-month basis and see whether or not the costs of constructions that you have, the cost of materials have changed dramatically, how much so, and get a handle on it and say, well, I misread this. I thought that the low lumber was going to go up 5%, it's up 20%. Now you build that in now. Now that does, you're not going to build 20% every year, but you did meanwhile, if it went from 5% to 20%, you say, wait a minute, that's, that's a very big increase, three times, four times, and we now go back on the next year, if it happens again, you got a serious problem. Suppose it ran out at the end of the full, it's the first period of time, and only it's a one shot, or the left shot is 5%. But you, to, to track it, as long as you track your property or you track your transaction, you're going to be all right, assuming that you've pr- provided enough capital so that you can outlive a bad cycle. You want to put enough money aside for a year, maybe, maybe in this instance, put aside for two years. On the calls. Now, when you talk to your investors the same way, right now, this is the money you're going to put in. I may have to call upon you to increase your capital, in which case they will. That's part of the deal. A possible call happens every time, certainly in, in major real estate transactions. Uh, I've had it as an investor where I was an investor in real estate transactions and I was subject to a call, but I, I knew it. And when I went into the transaction, I knew the developer and I knew good. There's a possibility of a call. But over the period, so I have to put in money now that I didn't anticipate, but over the period of time, the project would become a good project. You refinance, you get what it, so you could outrun the cycle. What are your thoughts on putting in a capital call preemptively to just increase reserves, not knowing that you're going to need them? You're going to share the, you're going to share the crap out of your investors. Okay. Right. But the idea that there's going to be a call is something that you can put in their uh, in their minds. Now, also, you can put a penalty in if they don't meet the call. Mm-hmm. So if somebody doesn't want to p- pony up the money necessary to meet the call, maybe another investor will pick up that plus a premium. The premium is the investor that didn't meet his obligations gets penalized, and the penalty goes to the person or the group that decides they're going to take the, take the risk and pick up the slack. That works. Yeah, that makes sense. We we obviously don't have certainty in today's environment. It's not that there was ever really certainty. There never was. But the rate at which things are changing today is faster than we're maybe accustomed to. Yeah, but wait a minute. But you, you, you never had uh, the, the, the pr- protection in the environment uh, or the, 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 the lending environment. What it, it was never as stable in every respect that people have a tendency right. to believe that it's, yeah, it's not going to change. However, what's going on, it's so dramatic. They're not, not used to it. So therefore, they immediately say, oh, wow, this is terrible. I got to get out of the stock market. What are you getting out of the stock market? Where are you going to put your money? In your, in your mattress? What are you going to do? So there's an overreaction because times are so unusual that you can't figure it out. But this is this has happened before. I remember interest rates at twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. But the buildings got built with interest rates at twenty percent, which is hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. So it's the nature of the uh, lending market, 
and the products. But the more you try to predict with certainty what is going to happen, the more difficulty you're going to have because you can't predict it with certainty. It's going to change from week to week, month to month. Certain factors are going to be in. I mean, whoever figured that the price of lumber would go up 150 percent? Yeah. For somebody who wanted to build now. Now, if you don't want to build now, that's a different story. So demand, supply and demand certainly are very important in every facet of uh, business, certainly as far as real estate is concerned. I mean, you look at me. I remember I, I represented a, a builder and needed $2 million worth of steel at the time. And it was a lot, a lot at that time because we're talking about a lot of years ago. And the company that, was, that had the steel in South America, I think it was um, Argentina, what have you, Gave a gave a his here it is. I'll sell you the two million dollars worth of steel, and here's the price. And my price is good for twenty minutes. So the inflation was three hundred percent at that time in that country. Sure, we don't have it here. We haven't had it for years, which is good. It can be controlled, but it, it's it's right now. You're going through something. And say what? Wow, what a drastic change. Yes, it is a drastic change, but you, we've been living really good for a long period of time. And real estate has always been, been good if you have the right product and you can hold it for the long period of time. I love my conversations with George. He has the perspective and wisdom that comes from having seen multiple economic cycles. He's ridden these waves up and down. He's gone through the thick of the most difficult times, not only for his own portfolio, but also having rescued the Trump Organization from bankruptcy on multiple occasions. I take George's advice and perspective to heart. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.